The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, now that I've turned on the microphone. <laughs> Are we okay now? Is that all right? All right. So the sound is okay now? Okay. So, uh, so I've been thinking about the role of joy in practice. And uh, it's, it's important to note that the Buddha talked about uh, dis- noticing suffering Noticing what gives rise to suffering, and then to let go of what gives rise to suffering. But he also said, if something does not give rise to suffering for yourself, for the other, or both of you, it should be cultivated. It seems to me very clear that joy might fall into this category. So, uh, so that's what I want to talk about. And. I was inspired by, as it, in spirit of that, I have a new book called 100 Poems on Joy. And I was inspired by this from Rilke that I think is relevant. The reality of any joy in the world is indescribable. Only in joy does creation happen. Happiness, on the contrary, is only a promising and interpretable pattern of things already existing. Joy, however, is a marvelous increasing of what already exists, a pure addition out of nothingness. How superficially must happiness engage us, after all, if it can leave us time to think and worry about how long it will last? Joy is a moment, unobligated, tireless from the beginning, not to be held, but also not to be truly lost again, since under its impact, our being is changed chemically, so to speak, and does not only, as may be the case with happiness, savor and enjoy itself in a new mixture. What I found interesting about this was this distinction between joy and happiness. They have slightly different characteristics. And one of the things that I was contemplating is the joy of momentariness and the momentariness of joy. The joy of being in the moment and how swiftly that moment, even as we speak of it, goes away. 
in the in the Buddha's suttas, there are lots of references to joy, and most of them have to do with practice. <laughs> that there is joy in practice, and I thought, how is that? How how do we see that? How is it manifested? So, there are instructions to householders, and it says there are four happinesses that lead to joy, and that they have to do with the happiness of possession. Possess wealth acquired by energetic striving, righteously gained. This is kind of ethical. I did the work and I have the the fruits of doing that work. With the wealth acquired by energetic striving, righteously gained, I enjoy my wealth and do meritorious deeds. It's not sufficient just to have the income, but what do I do with the income? Once again, the, the emphasis here is on ethics. Three, I'm not indebted to anyone, to any degree, whether small or great. And four, I'm endowed with blameless conduct of body, speech, and mind. Once again, we're talking about ethics. And what they say is all of these give rise to joy. Now, this is not, this is not too surprising, actually. You know, if we feel like, okay, I'm... I've done my work, I've, I've got what I deserve for that, and, I, and I've done it in an ethical way, and, and I, give, uh, uh, I share this with other people, and I'm living an ethical life, and I'm not in debt. Sounds quite joyful. It also is clear that the Buddha isn't saying you have to suffer to be happy. Hello? <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes we get stuck in this place. The other part of joy that they talk about is the joy that arises in concentration. There is this place of stillness that can be just joyful. It isn't a place that lasts. It's not a place of static feeling. It's just as you're really settling in, can you notice, ah, that just ah. There is a I read a a section from a book by Guna Ranatana, and he talked about the difference between joy and happiness. He said, joy arises in hopeful anticipation of happiness, and happiness arises out of contentment. And he gave us an example, a man who's walking in the desert, and it's hot and dry, and he's really tired, and he meets someone coming toward him who is dripping wet, He says, what? How did you do this? And he said, oh, there's an oasis over there. And so he made tracks toward the oasis. And as he's getting close to it, he sees the water and he has a feeling of joy. It's an anticipatory feeling. You know, oh, yay, water. And then he goes and he dives in the water and he lies on the side of the oasis. And he says, ah, this is happiness. Okay, so there's a, there's a slight difference between them. There's a kind of a, a bubbling transitoriness about joy that is, is more acute, perhaps, than the transitoriness of, of happiness. It is this momentariness that I'm finding so intriguing about joy. And he also makes the point that it isn't just excitement. You know, if you're winning the lottery, you might get really excited. But happiness actually is after that moment of excitement. <laughs> it's sort of rattling, and then there's a, a contentment that settles in. 
also there, the, the suttas talk about the joy of mudita. This is a, a sympathetic joy, reveling in someone else's good fortune. When you can look at somebody who is successful and say, oh, I'm so happy for them. That that also is a piece of joy for you to be able to say, oh, I'm so happy to see that happening. Where, where it is not self-directed, but it's other-directed. That there's a place of joy to be, to be enjoyed and savored and noticed. So joy is slightly anticipatory. It has elements of surprise, unexpectedness, some excitement. Joy seems to me to be more of a bubble that bubbles up, something that just, oh. And we somehow we don't have so much of an expectation that it hang around. You know, it's 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 like the bubble is sparkling in the light and then it bursts and and it seems perfectly natural thing which doesn't diminish joy. Let's notice it. Sometimes we just don't notice the delight in the moment. Even in the midst of something that is very unhappy, unsatisfactory, sometimes noticing, oh, this just feels awful. There is some delight in being able to notice that. You're, you're in the moment, and just that moment, you can feel a piece of delight. If I'm aware of delight in this moment, even if it's, let's say, I think about, oh, so I'm anticipating that my granddaughter is coming to town next week. I'm very excited about this. She's four months old. And the last time I saw her was when she uh, was only a few hours old. And I got to hold her. And I remember that moment with such delight. But the delight is not in the past. The delight is right now. And I have to keep reminding myself of how delicious it was to hold that fresh being to, to experience that delight. And it flashes. It flashes into existence and passes away, that delight. And what is residual for me is a sense of calm that gave, gave rise to that delight, arose with that delight, and is still here after the delight has passed away. A piece of calm can be a piece of joy that arises in any moment when we least expect it. And this is the key. When we least expect it, it's hard to plan for joy. It's hard to create the conditions for joy. But we can be aware of what arises in a moment of stillness. In a moment of deep concentration, it becomes easier to feel joy. But it's accessible to us, even if we're not deep in a silent meditation retreat on a mountain somewhere. Can we stop and be aware of the passing of a moment and experience that 
passing of that moment without attaching any significance to it. This moment, this sparkling moment in the now. Okay. In the the description, one of the descriptions of the Tathagata, of, of the Buddha, described Ananda talking about the Tathagata's qualities. And he said, that being so, Ananda, remember this too was a wonderful and marvelous quality of the Tathagata. This is the Buddha. Here, Ananda, for the Tathagata, feelings are known as they arise, as they are present, as they disappear. Perceptions are known as they arise, as they are present, as they disappear. Thoughts are known as they arise, as they are present, as they disappear. Remember this too, Ananda, as a wonderful and marvelous quality of the Takagaya. A wonderful and marvelous quality. Can we see that for ourselves? This moment, arising, present, passing away, can be a source of delight in the knowing of that moment. The joy of momentariness, the momentariness of joy. The cultivation of joy by attention to the moment. I wish you all great joys, many, many, many joys, many awarenesses, Lots of bubbles. Thank you.